MSW Media. Thanks to Policy Genius for supporting Daily Beans. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Today, Rudy Giuliani has been accused of groping Cassidy Hutchinson on January 6th, according to her new book. Democrats win two key elections in Pennsylvania and New Hampshire. The former federal prosecutor who resigned from the Durham probe confirms she left over the politicization of the investigation. The Department of Defense is increasing its efforts to reach out to veterans discharged under Don't Ask, Don't Tell to correct their military records. President Biden cancels $37 million in debt from former University of Phoenix students. John Fetterman claps back at Republicans criticizing his wardrobe. A former Republican congressman has been sentenced to two years in prison and an update on the 150-year-old Lahaina Town Banyan tree. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana, how are you? Happy Thursday. I'm good. Happy Thursday to you, my friend. Thank you so much. A uh, quick reminder to our patrons, we have a happy hour tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern time, so we can jump on our Zoom call and have cocktails and mocktails, and you can ask me questions. Uh, so that will be fun. We do have a couple of quick hits. And to make a long story short, too late. First up, Democrat Hal Rafter defeated Republican James Guzowski. They defeated him 56 to 44 in a special election to fill a Republican-held seat in New Hampshire State House. Assuming Democrats win another special election in November that's a solidly blue seat, Rafter's win means the New Hampshire State House will be tied 198 Republicans to 198 Democrats, with two independents and two seats still vacant. On paper, that will end the full Republican control of New Hampshire state government. Fuck yeah, that's what I have to say about that and these Daily Beans. And Democrat Lindsey Powell. She won a special election Tuesday night in the 21st State House District, preserving a one-seat majority for Democrats in the lower chamber of the legislature. Big picture on this, Democrats have won 24 out of the total 30 special elections this year, and by an average of margin, 11 points, Allison. My God, that uh, bodes very well for the upcoming election in 2024, and I prefer to use these special elections as a bellwether rather than some of the polling that we've been seeing. And again, I'm not against all polling, but I mean, 14 months ahead of the election? Come on. Uh, Next up, Nora Dennehy. She was the prosecutor that resigned in protest from the Durham investigation, told lawmakers in a confirmation hearing today that she resigned because of concerns with then-Attorney General Bill Barr's public comments about the case and because she strongly disagreed with a draft of an interim report he considered releasing before the election. Pete Strzok and I are going to cover this in depth on the patron bonus episode of Clean Up on Aisle 45 this weekend. Fantastic. And John Fetterman responded to Republicans criticizing his wardrobe and Senator Schumer changing the dress code today, saying, and I quote, if those jagoffs in the House stop trying to shut our government down and fully support Ukraine, then I will save democracy by wearing a suit on the Senate floor next week. 
That's <laughs> so great. And from the Star Advisor, the 150-year-old banyan tree in Lahaina is showing signs of life more than a month after its leaves were singed off by fire. Clusters of green leaves have since grown from the iconic tree's branches, as well as on the ground beneath it at Lahaina's Courthouse Square. I'll take this as a sign of hope for things to come. All right, we have a lot of news to get to, but first I just want to let everybody know Dana's traveling, so if her sound is a little off, please forgive us. Um, we are working on that uh, as best we can, uh, but we you know, we have to bring you the news. It's very important. Yes, thank you, and I, I'm working on it on my end, so hopefully this won't be an issue. All right, everybody, we have to get to some news, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, first up from The Guardian, and content warning for sexual assault and possible dry heaving sounds. Cassidy Hutchinson, the former Trump aide turned crucial January 6th witness, says in a new book that she was groped by Rudy Giuliani, who was, quote, like a wolf closing in on its prey on the day of the attack on the Capitol, describing meeting with Giuliani backstage at Donald Trump's speech near the White House on the ellipse before his supporters marched on Congress in an attempt to overturn the election. Hutchinson says the former New York mayor turned Trump lawyer put his hand, quote, under my blazer, then my skirt, unquote. What a fucking creep. Ugh. Quote, I feel his frozen fingers trail up my thigh. He tilts his chin up. The whites of his eyes look jaundiced. My eyes dart to Trump advisor John Eastman, who flashes a leering grin. I fight against the tension in my muscles and recoil from Rudy's grip. Filled with rage, I storm through the tent on yet another quest for Mark meaning Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows, chief of staff at the time, was her boss. Hutchinson's memoir, which is called Enough, describes the now 27-year-old's journey from Trump supporter to disenchantment and her role as a key witness for the House January 6th committee. It will be published in the U.S. next Tuesday. The Guardian has obtained a copy. Since Trump left office, Giuliani has landed in extraordinary legal and financial trouble. Like Trump, he has pled not guilty to 13 criminal racketeering and conspiracy charges in Georgia, over attempted election subversion. Giuliani was also found liable for defamation of two Georgia election workers. The Washington, D.C. Bar Association has recommended he be disbarred. Struggling to pay his legal expenses, his new luxury apartment is up for sale, and Giuliani faces a $1.3 million lawsuit from his own lawyer seeking unpaid fees and another $10 million lawsuit from a former personal assistant. In that suit, Giuliani is accused of offenses including abuse of power, wage theft, sexual assault, and harassment. A spokesman for Giuliani did not respond to a Guardian request for comment about Hutchinson's description of her interaction with the former mayor. Ugh, thank you so much, A.G. And this is from Zoe Richards at NBC, a former Republican lawmaker who served in Congress for nearly two decades was sentenced Tuesday to almost two years in prison after insider trading charges. Former Rep. Stephen Beyer was sentenced to 22 months in prison stemming from four counts of securities fraud related to a pair of insider trading schemes in 2018 and 19. Now, the sentence was handed down by U.S. Judge Richard Berman from the Southern District of New York. It was less than 36 months imprisonment requested by prosecutors, by the way. Now, Beyer, who happens to be 64, was first elected to Congress in 1993. He left in 2011 to work as a consultant to private companies. In a statement, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said that Beyer, and I quote, abused positions of trust for illicit personal gain, and today he faced justice for those acts. 
According to the indictment, Beyer misappropriated material non-public information that he learned as a consultant and used that information to place timely profitable securities trades in brokerage accounts in his own name and the names of others. Prosecutors said that Beyer bought shares of Sprint stock ahead of its $26.5 billion merger announcement with T-Mobile in 2018. In a separate scheme in 19, they alleged that he also traded shares of Navigant Consulting, Inc. before it was acquired by Guidehouse, which is a consulting and advisory firm. Now, Bayer made more than 126000 from buying and later selling Sprint stock and made more than 223000 from the Navigant trades. That's according to the indictment. Bayer's lawyers said that the former congressman would appeal this decision and said, Steve is disappointed in the sentence, but we look forward to the appeal. This is from Daniel Alonzo This is in a statement. The best way to understand who Steve Beyer is, is to read the defense's publicly filed sentencing memorandum and the dozens of letters sent to Judge Berman on his behalf. Well, you know what? There was also letters sent on, mm-hmm. Ma- uh, Mc- you know, Ma- what's his name? What's the douchebag? Uh, what, Kavanaugh? No, that raped two women. I know it's hard. The, the other rapist, the other, the um, oh, Scientologist. Oh, uh, Danny Masterson. Masterson. Yes. Letters were also sent to the judge in support of Masterson. Uh, So let's not take any letters of recommendation from people saying that (laughs) Bayer is a good guy out there as uh, anything more than a little smoke and beers. Kavanaugh, Andrew Masterson. (laughs) I know. I was like, no, the other guy that raped someone. No, no, the other... The other guy. We're so sorry, everyone. I know it's not a laughing matter, but it does seem to be happening uh, pretty prevalently. And so I'm glad some of these people are being held to to account. Yes, justice by proxy for me. And from the U.S. Department of Defense, quote, as we mark the 12th anniversary of the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, this is uh, Lloyd Austin talking, I want to recognize the service members, DOD civilians, and DOD families who served courageously and forged new pathways for future generations of our force. Their contributions have made our armed forces more representative of the American people and better equipped to tackle future challenges. On September 20th, 2011, Congress repealed the law known as Don't Ask, Don't Tell, allowing courageous gay, lesbian, and bisexual service members to serve the country they love without hiding who they love and paving the way for the inclusion of all LGBTQ plus troops in our military. DOD is committed to increasing its efforts to reach LGBTQ plus veterans discharged under less than honorable conditions for homosexual conduct prior to the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell to ensure they are aware of the process to request a correction of their military record. On September 20th, 2023, DOD announced it will proactively review, proactively review military records of veterans whose military records indicate their administrative separation was the result of their sexual orientation and who received a less than honorable conditions discharge. The department will first identify veterans discharged during the Don't Ask, Don't Tell period, 1994 to 2011, and then take steps to retrieve their relevant military records, for example, from the National Archives. After a preliminary review and an assessment, that an upgrade in discharge may be warranted, the DOD will transmit the names to the service secretaries for consideration and potential correction through the military department boards for correction of military and naval records. This new initiative will significantly simplify the process for Don't Ask, Don't Tell veterans and demonstrates the department's continued focus on taking care of our people. Recognizing the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell may be a relevant factor when evaluating requests for service record corrections by former service members. The Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness, Clifford Stanley, issued in a policy memorandum providing guidance to the military department review boards 
when reviewing applications to correct the records of individuals discharged under Don't Ask, Don't Tell or a similar policy in place prior to Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So it's not just Don't Ask, Don't Tell. It's before that, too. There's a link in the show notes for more information and assistance on this program. I think this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And it's really good to see the Department of Veterans Affairs and the Department of Defense doing something proactively instead of reactively. Oh, my God. I'm sure I can imagine. All right. This last story is from CNN, Allison. The Biden administration is canceling nearly thirty seven million dollars of federal student loan debt. But this is very specific. This is for more than the twelve hundred borrowers who attended the University of Phoenix because it found that the for profit school misled students about job prospects. Now, taking a narrow approach to student loan forgiveness, the Biden administration has continued to cancel some borrowers' debts under existing programs after the Supreme Court blocked its broad student loan forgiveness program that promised to forgive up to $20,000 for low- and middle-income borrowers. Similar to Wednesday's announcement about the University of Phoenix, the Department of Education canceled $72 million in federal student loan debt in August for more than 2,300 borrowers who attended the for-profit Ashford University in California. Altogether, the administration has canceled more than $117 billion of the $1.7 trillion, almost two, of outstanding federal student loan debt since 2021. The former University of Phoenix students, now eligible for debt relief, were enrolled at the school between September 21st of 2012 and December 31st of 2014. They've already applied for loan forgiveness under a program called Borrower Defense to Repayment. The program has been in place for decades and allows people to apply for debt relief if they believe their college misled or defrauded them. Now, building on an investigation by the Federal Trade Commission, the Department of Education found that the University of Phoenix falsely represented that its partnerships and thousands of corporations, including Fortune 500 companies, would give students hiring preferences. In 2019, the FTC reached a settlement agreement with the University of Phoenix over similar claims. The company did not admit to or deny any allegations at that time. And this is a quote, the University of Phoenix brazenly deceived prospective students with false ads to get them to enroll. That's from the federal student aid chief operating officer, Richard Cordray. And he said that in a statement. He says students who trusted the school and wanted to better their lives through education ended up with mounds of debt and useless degrees. In a statement sent to CNN Wednesday, the University of Phoenix refuted the government's findings and noted that the school admitted no wrongdoing when settling with FTC in 2019. Well, the Department of Education said it will notify eligible borrowers by early October that their debt relief applications have been approved. The government will instruct student loan servicers to put affected borrowers' loans in forbearance until the debt is officially canceled. Borrowers whose loans are in forbearance, they won't be required to make payments even after the pandemic-related freeze on federal student loan payments ends in October. Other former University of Phoenix students who believe that they were similarly affected during those years, they can still apply for student loan debt relief under the Borrower Defense Program at the Federal Student Aid website. Now, the Biden administration has made it easier for borrowers to apply for federal student loan forgiveness from a variety of existing programs. It expanded eligibility for the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. That wipes away outstanding debt for public sector workers after they make 10 years of qualifying payments and is conducting a one-time account adjustment that will result in the cancellation of debt for borrowers who have been paying for at least 20 years. No one should be paying on their student loans for 20 years. That's insane. 
Now, in August, the administration also launched a new income-driven repayment plan known as SAVE, which stands for Saving on a Valuable Education. That's going to reduce monthly payments and the amount paid back over time for eligible student loan borrowers. So this administration is doing everything they can since they were blocked by the Supreme Court, and I love to see it. Let's find back ways in. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think they were prepared for this all along. I think they were prepared when they announced their student debt relief. Republicans would sue to block it. And then when Republicans won, they were like, fine, we'll just go around and find all sorts of different ways to cancel everybody's student debt. <laughs> have, have a nice day. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. Republicans. Good luck in 2024. All right, everybody, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with the good news. Stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. The unpredictability of life has taught me the value of preparation. Life insurance is important to ensure my loved ones are taken care of no matter what happens to me. Employer insurance, while valuable, may not be the comprehensive protection they need. This is why I recommend Policy Genius. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius boasts licensed, award-winning agents dedicated to finding the perfect match for your needs. Their unbiased approach means they work for you and not the insurers. Designed for parents, caregivers, and anyone with dependents, they simplify life insurance, making protection easy for those you cherish. Policy Genius gets it. Every second counts for you. Their advanced online platform is designed for efficiency, letting you swiftly browse and compare top-tier life insurance offers from across America to nab the best deal. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play what the mutt, find the cat, what the heck wine, frog orgy photos, baby pictures, baby frog orgy photo, whatever. No, maybe just <laughs> baby frog photos. Maybe I should, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. You know, consensual frog orgies, please. Um, you have adoptable pet in your area if you don't have pod pet tax to pay. If you want to talk about a small business in your area that could use a boost or your small business or brag about yourself or give a shout out to a loved one. Uh, anything you want, your kids, like, I, I just want to hear it all. Whoopie stories, um, good news, happy places. Send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up, from Stacy Lynn, pronoun she and her. Hello, lovely lady legumes. I have two for you. First, I want to give a shout out to Dan, my husband of 37 years. We listen to the Daily Beans while drinking our coffee, and it's a great way to start our day. Dan is a former nuke, hey, hey woohoo, who relates to AG's mentions of Navy stuff. <laughs> we got married young and eloped to avoid the disaster of my Baptist family and his Jewish one trying to plan a wedding. <laughs> Nearly four decades later, we're still going strong. He is the love of my life, and I'm lucky to know him. Nukes are the best, but don't play spades with them. They will kick your butt. In Stuff Kids Say, and slash the kids are all right news. My eight-year-old granddaughter snapped at her brother for being loud. She told him, shut up, Beans is on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Thanks both for all you do and being wonderful part of our day. For pet tax, here's Sugar, wondering why I'm watching TV instead of petting her. Yeah, that face I've seen a million times. Thank you so much for that. Say hi to the granddaughter and, and and the grandson too. 
And uh, congrats on 37 years together, Stacey Lynn. My goodness. Cute, cute, cute. All right, this is from John, pronouns he and him. Hey, Beans Queens, longtime listener, first time submitter. My good news starts on a sad note. Oh, as my dad passed away. I'm so sorry, John, on July 1st of this year. However, on July 2nd, my cousin's dog had a litter of puppies. I've been thinking of getting a second dog for a while and just seemed like kismet. I named him Biscuit Steve, Steve after my dad. John, you're going to get me crying. I know. He's about 10 weeks old now and uh, just a bundle of playful energy that's really brought joy to my household. I wonder if you can guess his breeds. Oh, my God. He's a tiny biscuit. He's a tiny biscuit. Maybe some sort of terrier. A little bit of a poodle, maybe? A little chihuahua in there. A little chihuahua mix. He's little. All right. Let's see. You got it. Bichon Frise and Chihuahua. Frise. I love that salad. It's a delicious puppy a f- and a Chihuahua. A Frihuahua, if you will. <laughs> I love it. What a tiny, sweet baby. Congratulations, John, on Biscuit Steve. May you have many wonderful years together. All right. Next up from Tiffany, pronouns she and her. Hi, Beans Queens. I'm new-ish, but already devoted member of the Leguminati. Welcome. Thanks for everything you do to keep us all updated and laughing and normalizing prodigious swearing. You're welcome. A year or two ago, I started a website, nothingdownthedrain.com. To have somewhere to post creative fiction and nonfiction writing I was getting back into after a 15-year detour into academia to get my PhD in history. Recently, I also rediscovered the notebooks in which I had written a book for middle readers when I was myself a middle reader, age 13, 14. I reread it and then decided to edit it and then began querying agents to see about getting it published, even though I know nothing about querying at the moment. The good news is I've realized as I approach 40 that life is too short not to be who you wanted to be when you were little. And so I'm going after my lifelong dream of being a published author. That's so cool. My pet tax uh, with a special baby picture treat for Dana. Thank you. A picture of my cat Seamus. (laughs) picture my cat Seamus with my daughter when she was a stationary bean back in 2019. I call it creation of a cat lady. Also included is uh, a recent picture of my girl just because, oh my God, she's gotten so big. Thanks for everything you do. I started each day with your pod and it always puts me in the right headspace. Oh my God, this is really funny. This thing belongs on the Sistine Chapel's ceiling. It's my first thought was Sistine Chapel. I also love, by the way, see the hair ties down by the cat toy, Dana? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens in a house with cats. Hair oh my ties God, that's really funny. <laughs> and then look at this beautiful little girl in a beautiful dress. She's a princess. So, so wonderful. Oh, so sweet. Yes. Thank you so oh, much for that submission, Tiffany. I appreciate you. I love all of these submissions. I love our audience. Okay, this one's from Carrie, pronouns she and her. I've suffered with chronic low back pain for years, but it became acute last spring when I herniated a disc while moving to a new house. All the heavy lifting and home renovations probably were not a great idea for someone with my back problems. Good news, after a series of injections, PT and acupuncture, I woke up pain-free for the first time in six months today without pain medication. Here's a PCA to all the kids out there. Do your stretches and strengthen your core early and often so you don't end up where I did. My pod pet tax is my Siamese kitty checking out the sunrise at our old house in Albuquerque. Hey, Dana. Hey, girl. Uh, her name is <laughs> her name is Nora because that's what her foster parents named her and we were too lazy to change it. 
<laughs> That's a great PSA. Do your core strength and stretches. Oh, look at this beautiful baby. Yeah, that's so sweet. Oh. Albuquerque, Arizona, just the best sunrises and sunsets, I have to say. Yeah, we do get some um, good ones. That's incredible to wake up pain-free. And and you know what? You don't even realize how much pain you were in until it's gone. Yep. You know? Um, but you know, you did you did hurt herniated disc while moving. I do that like in my sleep, so I guess that's probably better. Um, but always, always wonderful to be pain-free. Congratulations. Um, and I can't get over this kitty. Just so cute. All right, next up from Susan. Can you figure out these three songs with these misheard lyrics? Teenage Wasteband. Yes, that's Teenage Wasteland. I'm Mr. Pitstop. Hmm. Hmm. I'm Mr. Pitstop. I'm Mr. Bright Eyes doesn't sound like it, right? Or Bright Side, excuse me. I actually don't know. No, I don't know that one. And 10W Freeze Eye. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pet tax photo is my 12-year-old lab Junie in her Halloween costume. She's going as a Russian army defector at Wimbledon. Thanks for your good works. Look how cute. Oh, cute. Oh, we have answers. Okay, Teenage Wasteland. It is Mr. Brightside, the killer. The killers. killers, nice job. I thought so. And 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Well done. Well done. So 10W Freeze Eye. Okay. And I'm Mr. Pitstop. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Good job with you though, Mr. Brightside, even though you're like, no, that can't be it. Trust your gut, Allison. Trust your gut. Well, it's one of the only songs I know with Mr. in it. And I just watched The Holiday, the lovely oh. romantic comedy. I love that movie. With Jack Black, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, and Kate Winslet, uh, one of my favorite rom-coms. Funny, funny little story time. about that. I went to London in 2011. I performed at a couple comedy clubs, one in Watford and one in Portsmouth. And uh, I took a little bicycle ride out of the city of London into the tiny little city about 30 miles away where the holiday was filmed. Oh. Very, very wonderful. Yeah. I, I just, I love that movie. And so Mr. Brightside, she sings it at the top of her lungs first night. Kind of oh, yes, yeah, she does. Um, yeah. She's like, Jealousy, turn it, say it. Like she's just yeah. like, we've seen her in duets and stuff. I love Cameron karaoke. Karaoke. Yeah. I do too, but she's a singer. She is not, uh, <laughs> but she does a wonderful job. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's adorable. Although I like I like Miles and Iris better, but I mean they're both just adorable couples. But Miles, Jack Black's character, the, oh, yeah. the composer, from, he's like I only use the best notes for you. I'm like oh, and then he wrote that little tune for uh, the guy. Oh my gosh! Just uh, if you if you have a chance to see the holiday, they aren't a sponsor. They're not giving me any money. I just love that movie. Go see it. Uh, anyway, no, go see that's... it because it's only on your. I don't know. You'll find it on a streaming platform somewhere. Yep, go get it, The Holiday, and then you can follow it up with Crazy Stupid Love, one of my other favorites. That's the show, now that we've had... It was a big, um, big show. Siskel, Siskel and Ebert at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I appreciate all of your good news submissions. Send us your stuff, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Tell us about the latest movie you saw and whether you loved it or not and how come it's Barbie and it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> you know what I saw yesterday? Bottoms. And listen, I'm not going to say anything because I would love to hear. And I know it sounds super dirty. It's not. It is this great indie film that just came out. And I want you to think, without giving away anything, lesbian Heathers. So if you've seen it and you agree with that statement, 
find a way to let me know because I think it's going to be a cult favorite. It's one of those movies that either I think people are going to be like, this is terrible or this is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. And for me, it was fantastic. Bottoms. Where where can we where can we watch it? I just saw it. I think at one of the Regal theaters. It's um, and be careful, okay, you know, cool. with COVID right now, wear a mask if you go to the theater, if it's busy. But um, yeah, just check it up and see if you can find it at one of your local theaters. It's a it's an indie film. I will. I love Heather's. Watch Heather's if you haven't seen Heather's. Oh my God, I, I know. Mean, we could do this for hours. Classic. Yeah, you're right. When Lick it we have up, to end baby. Lick it up. Lick it right. up. <laughs> <laughs> Ick Luca bullets? I'm a fucking idiot. Oh my God, it's so funny. Um, Heather, dinner. Okay, uh, everybody, we are going to see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you so much for sending in your good news submissions. Do you have any final thoughts today, Dana? No, I think we should end the podcast because we could do this all night. Yeah, no, I was expecting you to be like, actually, there's another movie that I thought of that everyone knows. (laughs) (laughs) I did love Barbie. All right. God, it was so good. We could do a whole episode on Barbie. Maybe we'll do that as a bonus. All right, everybody, we'll be back tomorrow in your ears. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. Take everyone you know with you. I've been AG. And I have been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, Welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis' first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry... We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, 
I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.